a topic that has never, ever been covered before on this here Locked On podcast and probably not on any Locked On show to date. We're talking about it today here at Locked On Golden Gophers. Be sure to tune in. Locked On Golden Gophers, your daily podcast on the Minnesota Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name's Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former video coordinator for a collegiate football team and recruiting assistant. Now here to talk Gophers with you each and every day of the week. Now we're closing in on the end of our offseason time, but during that offseason, we're only three days a week, typically Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. But as you saw this week, Something happened, so I needed to push it back a day. So we're Wednesday, Thursday, Friday this week. Now, next week, we will be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday again. And I believe, folks, let me pull it up real quick here. Yep, it is. Next week is the last official three-day week of the show. Then we're back at it Monday through Friday, five days a week starting in August. As we pick up towards the official football season, we're almost there, folks. We're almost there. You can smell the fall air. You can hear the tackles. It's just, it's right there. We're on the verge. And today, we've got a fun topic with the Gophers football team. But before we get to that, please subscribe on the YouTube channel. We're growing it over there. Be sure to follow wherever you get your podcasts, whether that be Spotify, iTunes, Apple Pods, you name it. Find us at Locked On Golden Gophers. So today we've got a fun one. Like I said, it's never been done in the history of Locked On podcasts that I'm aware of. And I'm fairly certain it's true. But we've got a fun one today. And It's been nine years, nine years since the latest NCAA football video game by EA Sports. Nine whole years. One of the best football and game sports games to date. People are still playing NCAA 14 to this day because those games are absolutely great. Building your own franchise or dynasty with a program getting the experience of recruiting, and all of that jazz. If you've played it, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, you've been missing out. Man, oh man, you've been missing out. But fret not because it's on its way back. The beloved game has finally been renewed with the NIL officially approved. But not until next July. Now, for Gophers fans, that means... This year's seniors and NFL-bound prospects will not be in the game next year. And for Gophers fans, that stinks because we've got a rock-solid squad. If you're a Gopher fan, you know we have a solid squad. You know that people are doubting us. You know that we are built to compete this year, and we will have to overcome the underachieving expectations that many have set for us. But for us Gophers fans, it's sad because that means this year's roster, which is absolutely filled with fan favorites, you will not be able to use in the game. 
But that leads us to our topic today, which is a fun one. As I've said a couple times now, if the game were to drop today, this moment, the moment you are listening to this podcast, the NCAA football dropped a new title game today. Who would be the Gophers' top-rated players, and what would their ratings be? That's what we're going to talk about today on Locked On Golden Gophers. So we're going to jump in to the top 10 highest-rated Gophers of EA Sports NCAA Football 2022. Now, before I jump into the actual ratings of the individual players themselves, I went through mentally what I believe the Big Ten overall ratings would be, and we'll fly through those very quickly. But I believe that the team overall for the Gophers would be an 85, probably around the 33-ish so best team on the game, on the verge of being ranked in that top 25, but not quite because we always get a little disrespect. There's some that like to put us in that top 25, and I think we're right there. I think realistically we should be ranked anywhere from 23 to 28 as it currently stands. I think we could be better, and of course we could be worse. But if I had to pick at this moment in time, I would rank the Gophers probably around 23 to 28, somewhere there in the country. Now, likely the game would put us at about 33 is what I'm saying. And that would be a total overall of 85. Tied for sixth in the Big Ten, in my opinion. Tied with Iowa, whose offensive rating would be rough enough to keep it down at that 85 as well. We would be behind Ohio State, behind Michigan, behind Wisconsin, behind Penn State, and behind Michigan State. Now, I'm not saying that that's who I believe we would finish behind in a season this year, but I believe that's how EA Sports would see us heading into the year as the game is typically released in July. So Big Ten overall ratings, I've got Ohio State at 95, Michigan at a 92, Wisconsin as a 90, Penn State as an 88, Michigan State as an 86 right above us. Then us and Iowa tied at an 85. Purdue at an 83. Maryland and Nebraska at an 82. Then Northwestern at an 80. And then you drop into Illinois at a 79. Rutgers at a 77. And Indiana coming in at a 76, the worst in the conference. Now, let's talk about those top 10 players. Now, there's actually more than 10 because I have a couple people tied, but I believe the top 10 players or the top 10 plus players in the game for the Gophers would all be rated above an 80. With the conclusion of the Gophers team coming to that 85 total as an overall team rating. But coming in at number 10 would be Dalen Wright, wide receiver, coming in at an 80 overall. Now, EA Sports was never really about predictive or potential upside. They typically make you prove it and then give you a ratings boost. So with the production that Dalen Wright put on the field last year and the inconsistency that we saw, his rating would likely be lower than what we know it could be. That being said, his spectacular catch would be a high, probably the upper 80s. His speed would be respectable, and he would have an average route rate running, though Dalen Wright is going to show this year and put the country on notice that he can run them routes. Been working with Footwork King, been working with all sorts of people. Dalen Wright is going to be a stud this year. 
But if the game dropped today, he would be an 80 overall, in my opinion, coming in at player number 10. Now on to player number nine, we've got two people, Trail Carter at defensive tackle and Trace and Potts at running back. These would both come in at an 83 overall. Now with Trill Carter, you've got the 11 starts, 21 tackles, five tackles for loss, two pass breakups and a sack, which would give him more, they'd give him some respect in the 80s, but it wouldn't be high enough to get him into that top tier of defensive linemen. He would be in the middling or the lower middling group of starters across the country, most likely which puts him at that 83. Now his interception in 2020 with a 21 yard return will give him some athleticism. It'll give him solid ratings to bump him into those low eighties. And I think 83 would be a respectable start for Trill Carter coming into the game. Now, Trayson Potts, Trey Potts actually could be higher than this 83 that I'm giving him with a large amount of broken tackles that we saw him put on display last season. And in four games, he essentially, essentially four games. It was five because he got some partial work here and there before his injury. But basically in four games, he ran 552 yards and six touchdowns in four games, averaging 110 yards a game. He may be in the upper 80s, maybe around that 87 to 88. But this is where the disrespect comes in because we would likely have him in that lower 80s because you just know that people always doubt the Gophers. I was watching a different podcast talking about head-to-head matchups between the SEC and the Big Ten, and it was Arkansas versus Minnesota, and absolutely everybody was just saying how they would blow the brakes off of Minnesota, and we, they would sink our ship. There would be no rowing and all that. I don't buy it, folks. I don't buy it. Yes, Arkansas played some good games last year. They played in some dogfights. They scored and put up points. Minnesota had one of the best defensive lineups across the board last year. Wisconsin had one of the best defenses in the country last year. I just don't buy it, folks. Yes, I get it. The conference down south, people love them. Blah, blah, blah. No, folks, the Big Ten is the real deal still. Yes, the SEC top schools like Georgia and Alabama, they've been winning the most so far. Much credit to them. That doesn't mean the entire conference is them. And could they lose on any given night? Yes, just like in the Big Ten, people can lose stupid games like Minnesota losing to Illinois last year. Stupid loss. Shouldn't have had it. Would have been a 10-1 team. But I regress. I digress. In your conference and teams you play every year that you get used to you scheme for you pick up their tendencies you pick up their quality like you're gonna be able to sometimes pull one out michigan pulled one out finally against ohio state last year it happens the gophers have been on a downstream against wisconsin we got one last year we've got two of the last three it happens the consistency is where you see the best start to stand out but like i said Not all those SEC schools are Alabama and Georgia, so get off that hype train. Anyway, back to the ratings. I'm getting on a tangent. Trayson Potts would come in at 83. His pass catching may be lower, having him under 10 receptions in the past two to three years. So moving on to player eight, Thomas Rush at the edge and Beanie Bishop at the cornerback, both coming in an 84 overall. The respect for Rush is going to come largely from his seven and a half tackles for loss and five and a half sacks. 
that plus the guys in front of him on the edge positions getting drafted to the NFL means more opportunity for him for more production, which would get him into the 80s. Now, changing from linebacker to edge might give him a higher IQ level, just being able to understand multiple positions, see the field from different perspectives, which gives him a higher IQ on the game. And he may be better in coverage, which will help boost his ratings, and his speed, maybe, could be better. So all of those attribute to him being in that middling tier of the 80s at an 84. Then you look at Beanie Bishop, his production, his metrics will give him the tools to be a solid 80s ratings. But coming in from the FC, FSC, a lower level of football, it'll not allow him to get too much respect from EA because he'll need to prove it. If we're being honest, that's what EA would do. So I think he'll come in at 84. His man coverage should be a strength for him. His speed will likely be a nice quality for him when he comes in at 84. Now, coming in at number seven, we've got another two players, Mariano, sorry, Marin, and Chuck Filiaga, both coming in at an 85 overall. This is the seventh position, seventh highest. Now, with Sori Marin, you've got a tackling stud with 85 total tackles, second on the team with the leading guy leaving, leaving to the NFL. So here's where EA would show some love, maybe a little bit of predictiveness, knowing that he was second on the team in tackles with a whole bunch of vacancy opening up for opportunity in the tackling area, being a middle linebacker. Then you got the five tackles for loss, two forced fumbles, three pass break breakups, and one interception. Sori Marin does it all, both in the run game and the pass game. All of that would let him be a well-rounded linebacker on this game, putting him at that 85 overall, plus the all-conference honorable mention will give him a boost too. He could be around 87 when we're all settled, but knowing, again, we'll probably get some disrespect because it's Minnesota. We'll put him at that 85 with the cautious, just being cautiously op optimistic about it overall. It'd be different if we were in Michigan or Wisconsin, they'd probably bump them up to 87, but we're gonna move past it. 85 for Sori Martin. Chuck Filiaga, solid build, Big Ten size, coming from Michigan, so that's gonna get him some points on the EA game because they like to amp up those blue bloods and those higher caliber, more recognized older schools. So he'd get some love for that, especially with the Michigan team who is coming off of a college football playoff run. Now he played in chunks, so he'll get some respect, likely the second highest rated offensive lineman on the Minnesota roster. Plus Minnesota has showed their, their consistency across the board when it comes to success with the offensive line position. So that would likely be an extra benefit as well. So that's seven through 10. Again, that's Sori Marin and Chuck Filiaga at seven, Thomas Rutsch and Beanie Bishop at eight, Trill Carter and Trey Potts at nine, and Dalen Wright at 10. Now we're going to move into the top six, but first, before we do that, I got to talk about our friends over at Bill Bar. You've heard me talk about them. I know them. I love them. I actually believe in their product, folks. So if you need a tide over from lunch to dinner, breakfast from lunch, you name it, you need a little snack to tide you over in the day, grab a Bill Bar, protein packed. It's filling. It tastes good. Many flavors for all sorts of palates, all sorts of taste palates. My go-to 
love the cherry barcia. I need to get a new, I need to get restocked. So uh, I'm going to have to try out a new flavor, but I got a couple peanut butter brownies left. My wife loves the coconut ones. So we've got like two of those left and then we're out. We've only got four left folks. I was going to have one open ready to show you it's hundred percent real chocolate. I maybe even bite into it, show you the deliciousness that is there, but it's late night. I'm recording this late. Didn't want to get into all that. You know, I don't like to eat too late. I'm not going to tell you how late it is where I'm recording, but just know that'll come soon. I'll show you. I'm not just preaching this product. I actually use it. I love it. I use it after my workouts. Power pack is 17, 19 grams of protein. Get it for yourself. Check it out at built.com. Use promo code LOCK15. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. You can use it anytime you go to order. So if you like it the first time, you can use the same promo code again and again and again and again and keep going back. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15, LOCKED15. All right, folks. So thank you for making Locked on Golden Gophers your first listen when it comes to Gopher sports. We're having fun today with the NCAA Gophers ratings today. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about Gophers basketball and how I believe they would finish in the conference if it were, if the rosters stay as they are today. No more injuries, no more additions, anything like that. We're going to go through the conference and how I believe it will shake out. That's tomorrow. Then we're going to talk about Tyson Chapman coming up on Friday. So be sure to be tuned in all week. And what you want to hear when it comes to football, drop that in the comments below because we're going to talk a whole bunch of football next week. So I want to know what you want to hear about down below in the comments if you're on YouTube. Now let's get back to the ratings. Coming in at number six, we've got Brevin Spanford and Chris Ottman-Bell. Now, both of these pass catchers will give, well, Brevin, his athletic ability, his athletic traits, and his intangibles will likely get him to this 86, as well as having his most productive season this past year. Um, that plus his size, plus his hands would give him this 86 overall. And the tight ends being such a disparity, there's only a handful of guys up in the 90s. And you'd have a couple solid guys in the 80s, and then mostly guys probably between an 81 and a 75 would be the vast majority of tight ends. I think Brevin comes in at that tier above. So 86 is where we got him. Then when you look over at Chris Ottman Bell, our most productive receiver on the team thus far, he's seen the success in 2019. He saw some success prior to his injuries. In those years after, he's seen the production. He's been the most trustworthy. He's put the most on tape and on the field. So I believe he'd come in at this 86. Now, your top end receivers typically are getting into those high middle 90s. And then the next tier would probably be the low 90s, maybe 89 is that next tier. And then below that. So technically like a wide receiver three level. That's where our wide receiver one would come in for the Gophers. Now, I'm not saying that's where I believe Ottman Bell or Dalen Wright would be. This is me guessing at what EA Sports would do for us as the Gophers. So I do believe Ottman Bell comes in at an 86. Now, moving on to number five, we've got Tanner Morgan and Justin Wally both coming in at an 87. That's right, folks. Tanner Morgan coming in at an 87. 
I think he'd still be behind Talia Tungavailoa. I think he'd still be behind Aiden McConnell. Both those guys probably come in around 89, 90. CJ Stroud probably comes in at like a 95, 96, 97, somewhere in there. Bryce Young's probably at a 97. They never really give like a 99, like never. 98 is probably some of the highest that you'll see. 97. So Bryce Young would probably be 98, maybe borderline 99 because he's coming off a uh, Heisman sophomore campaign. CJ Stroud might be at that 97 because he didn't win the Heisman, but he was right up there with his numbers. So that's probably where you're seeing those types of quarterbacks. Tanner Morgan comes in at an 87. Now, he would likely be given decent accuracy numbers in the short and intermediate game, but on the deep and on the run uh, statistics or the categories when it comes to the ratings, likely not strong suits for Tanner Morgan on that front, likely be poor ratings there. His decision-making could be one of the best in the game for quarterbacks. Now, I'm not saying the absolute best, but he'd be in that upper echelon for quarterbacks with his consistency and his ability to keep interceptions on the lower end. This is one of the cases where EA Sports maybe presumptively boosts him a little bit too, and his rating could be a little higher, knowing that he's going back to his OC from the 2019 season where he absolutely popped off. So maybe he could get a little more love here, but we're going with that 87 overall. Now, Justin Wally, also coming in at an 87, earned a nod as a freshman All-American that will likely be reflected in his ratings. His zone coverage would probably be slightly higher than his man coverage, but overall, I would expect him to be well-rounded as a cornerback and get into the high 80s overall with room to grow as he continues to take strides and it being only his sophomore season. Now we're moving into our top four. No more groupings, no more pairings. These top four are all solo players by themselves. The first at number four being Jordan Howden, safety, 88 overall. Now with years of 43 tackles, 37 tackles, 57 tackles, and 45 tackles, all at the safety position, plus over 15 pass breakups in his career, I would expect well-rounded numbers and ratings for the senior on the game. Plus, he may be one of the best safety pairing units in the entire game overall, so they'll likely give him a respectable higher rating, knowing that that unit of safeties is one of the best in the country. So, uh, I would expect the ratings to kind of reflect that with higher 80 numbers overall. EA always finds some good seniors on good teams to rate them in the nice upper 80s. And I believe Howden would have that and it is well earned in this case. Now we're going to jump in to our top three guys when it comes to ratings. That's coming up next. All right, folks, let's do it. Let's do the thing. Coming in at number three, Tyler Newbin, absolute dog. He comes in safety with a 90 overall. Now, like I said, one of the best safety pairings out there, Howden and Newbin. So you've got him at an 88 and a 90 respectively. He's third on the team in tackles last year, had a sack, was a team captain, Big 10 honorable mention, bowl game MVP last year, EA would likely look at all of that, plus look at his athletic traits, look at what he's done over his career, 
and they would make Newbin our highest rated defensive player. And honestly, I respect it 100%. 100%. He showed up in big time games last year. He's been playing at a very high level over his sophomore and junior campaigns. And another big year this year will have him on NFL radars. And so for sure, EA Sports would reflect this in the ratings. So he comes in at number three with a 90 overall. That leaves us to our top boot, to <laughs> top foo, our top foo. No, leaves us to our top two folks. Meshing my words over here. Number two is Mo Ibrahim, running back 95 overall. Quite the jump, 90 up to a 95. The only reason, the only reason this number would be lower at all would be the injury. Even with that, I don't see him being lower than a 91. But we're going to go on the respectful side here and give him the full credit. And I'd likely see Mo being a top 10 running back on the game, likely in that 6 to 10 range when it comes to the overall ratings, leaving room for guys like Bijan Robinson, Deuce Vaughn, Travion Henderson, uh, uh, Braylon Allen, all to be rated higher than him. Now, I'm not saying they should be, but EA Sports would make it so because one, They didn't get hurt last year. That'd be the first reason. Two, because of the programs they're on, they're going to give them a little extra love. I mean, they do it in all their games. EA Sports always gives those top-tier teams a little bit more love when it comes to the ratings. So Texas, they're going to get some love because it's Texas. Travion's going to get that love over at Ohio State. Allen's going to get that love over at Wisconsin. Deuce Vaughn just balled out, so he got his love over at there at K-State. But that's why. But a 95, still respectable for Mo Ibrahim. His break tackle, his truck, and his vision would all be very high. And his speed might be the only one that is a little lower than what you would expect. I would probably anticipate upper 80s for his speed, especially due to the injury. Now, he's not not quite the number one for our whole team. So who do you think it is? Who... Does that leave as our number one player on EA Sports NCAA Football 2022, the video game for Gophers? Who would it be? I believe number one would be John Michael Schmitz, center for the Gophers, 97 overall. That's right, 97 overall. One of the highest rated players probably on the game, probably one of the highest, if not top five top three highest rated offensive linemen on the game. PFF's highest graded center in the country, one of the best O-linemen in the country, only returner on one of the best offensive line units over the last few years. John Michael Schmitz easily takes the number one spot for us here. His strength, his leadership, intangibles, pass block, run block would all be very high in the ratings. His run block would likely be higher than his pass block, but I anticipate his numbers would be representative of one of the best offensive linemen in the entire game. So that would be our top 10 when it comes to the ratings. I'll fly through them one last time. Number one would be John Michael Schmitz at a 97 overall. Number two, Mo Ibrahim with a 95 overall. Number three, Tyler Newbin with a 90 overall. Number four, Jordan Howden with an 88 overall. Number five, would Tanner Morgan and Justin Wally both coming in at 87. 
Number six is Brevin Span Ford and Chris Amon Bell coming in at 86. Number seven is Mariano Sori Marin and Chuck Filiaga at an 85 overall. Thomas Rush and Beanie Bishop coming in at number eight with an 84 overall. Then at number nine, we've got Trill Carter and Trey Potts at an 83 overall. And then Dalen Wright coming in at number 10 with an 80 overall. These would be our top players on the game. They would help us build to an 85 overall for a team, six best in the conference. But folks, we're going to be better than six best in the conference this season. Mark my words, we will be better than six best in the conference. It's going to be a good year for the Gophers, and we cannot wait to be able to play with the Gophers on the NCAA football game starting next year, next July in 2023, NCAA 24, 10 years after the last game, 10 full years. Can't wait to play it. Can't wait to Join in the camaraderie with all you Gophers fans, guys, gals, you name it. The game is coming back. The Gophers are coming back to the field soon, and it's going to be a blast. This is Kane Rob signing off today. Tomorrow we're talking Big Ten basketball and how it would shake out, I believe, this season. How the ratings or how we would rank across the conference and how all the teams in the Big Ten would rank. That's going to do it again for us. Have a good one. I'll see you next time.